Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 66, we discuss John Carpenter's cult classic, The Thing, released in 1982. We watched it together, and now we're going to talk about all the little details we liked, some things we disliked, and some of our first reactions to this horror masterpiece. Three, two, one, ready to go. Here we are. The show begins. What up, guys? Episode 66. Nope. Nope. Almost there. Almost the sex episode. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be great. (laughs) Sexy blue font. Yo, okay. Just like, so if you, I hope you listened to the last episode where we talked about sexy blue font. It was super (laughs) good. Not even kidding. So I'm hopefully in the process of starting a new band. (laughs) I want sexy blue font to be the band name so bad. And I want it to be the exact font from The Shining. Can you do like t-shirt? Because my idea was to do this like ugly dark blue and then have just light blue lettering. Oh, barely readable. Like like the string stitching and then just says sexy blue font. And then that's it. Yeah. That's that's the t-shirt. Yeah. So we had an episode planned tonight, but Jai Courtney rescheduled again. So we had to. We had to reschedule. Yeah. He keeps showing up, and we keep having internal away because we're so busy. Mm-hmm. It's like, what up with that? Where we just never get the Lindsay just, Buckingham. Just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> we had to turn away Kira Knightley because we were hoping for Jai Courtney. And uh, you know, sorry, Jai Kira. shows up, but we just we had to change the subject. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're never gonna. I don't know. Someday, we don't have the interview questions prepared either. Uh, but tonight. Yeah, I just want to beat him in Last Actor on Earth. That's all I want to do. <laughs> it's like him. On, on his own <laughs> movies. And you, like, can't guess one of his own movies. Yes, John. I, I, you were in the Divergent movies. I think I was in something else. Like, I wasn't. But uh, what are we talking about tonight, guys? Talking about John Carpenter's thing. Yeah, or in John German, Carpenter's as they say, Das, das Ding. Das Ding! <laughs> no. so. John Carpenter. Uh, famous... Uh, maker of cabinets out in the south decided to cabins in the woods. A cabin. No, he was no. He was a carpenter and became a director. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Confederate Cabinery, is the title of his company. <laughs> it's not like your name is John Director. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, I, I did not know that's what you were saying, carpenter. <laughs> I just got it. I thought he legitimately had like a cabinet John, building. John mechanic. Uh, <laughs> that's true. No, nah, John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, we decided to watch it all together, actually. So, uh, la- first time in a while that we've all sat down to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. There's not anything good in theaters to all really join together. To... I still haven't seen Birds of Prey or Sonic. Well, you you are <laughs> missing out, my friend. I, actually, I I did see The Invisible Man. I don't know if it would have made enough for an episode. Good movie, though. Was it? Was I've seen that. It's... Incredibly good. Did it do justice to the original? Um... I think there's subtle references to it, but it's not. It's doing its own thing, but in a mm-hmm. good way. I I think it's the best Invisible Man since the one in the '40s. Like, um, to me, the Invisible Man Returns is like the mm-hmm. last good Invisible Man. Anything, everything else is pretty much sucked. This one's like good. So did, good modern so when idea. Johnny Depp was acting. <laughs> yeah, surprising turn. Johnny Depp actually shows up in a movie. He was invisible the whole time. Well, he was supposed to be the invisible. No, I, but I was saying, wouldn't it be funny if he was still in it in the end? It'd be um, great if it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. 
Uh, no, it was a good movie. Um, I also saw Impractical Jokers, the movie. How was that? How was it? Do you like the TV show? Sure. Most of the time. Then you'll like the movie. It, that's all it is. It's just, it is the show. I like the jokes. I don't like anything like, else in there. Is it's, it like Bad Grandpa it's, kind No, of? it doesn't do what Bad Grandpa does, and it's not nearly as, like, feels like a movie like the Jackass films. It feels like they had some of their better... Uh, skits from the TV show, and then they decide to develop a story around it. And there are at least a couple jokes within the story that make it worthwhile to have the story element. But is, there, is it actually a story? Kind of. Like they, it's a it's a road trip movie. But on the way, they have only three tickets for the four of them, so they oh, decide to so do the, the competition whole, yeah. to see if someone gets knocked out of it. Um, but I also, I mean, I haven't seen the show. I think some of the stuff in the movie was some of the funnier ones they've ever done. I especially like it because it doesn't cut the commercial breaks and it doesn't do that stupid thing where right before the big reveal they have to cut. Even just watching it, like on Hulu, it kind of sucks because, mm-hmm. you know, you still cut the black and you have to cut back to it and you go over everything you just saw and it really takes you out of it. The movie is all streamlined, so it's like, okay, it's it makes the comedy a little more effective and... uh the the scene where they do the fake interview especially is some of the i think mm-hmm. best things they've ever done like that mm. and it was a good time because people were there for impractical jokers so people were laughing people mm-hmm. were having a good time uh but it's not it's kind of like if they did whose line is it anyway the movie mm-hmm. like i love it but it'd be kind of weird like the best why, show ever why are we doing this how is this work it's a movie it, i don't think it qualifies as a movie to be honest but uh good time but no, is it still in theaters? Yeah, I okay. mean it. Is that Mans? Yeah, uh, no, it's Marcus. If that's what you oh, mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mans, or are you? Sydney's up to the Iron Sydney's range. mom loves the practical <laughs> Joker, so we might go this weekend. Yeah, no, I. If you like the show, you're gonna like the movie. Um, it's it's a good time. Uh, but I would say Invisible Man is a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still, like, I don't think there's anything quite on that level of needing discussion yet. I really wish we would have seen Birds of Prey, but even that, it's. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be leaving theaters eventually. Um, but we can get into the real talk of today, 1982, uh, the so-called 28th anniversary, I guess you would say. Is that oh, why yeah. we're doing it? For the 28th anniversary? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it? Yeah, uh, it's it's wait is it having the twentieth anniversary? They did when it. Oh, wait! In the movie, is it twenty eight years later exactly? Twenty-seven, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, the cycle is twenty-seven to thirty years. So mm. it came out I mean, technically, this year is the thirtieth anniversary of the original it movie. Ooh, but that's not what we're talking. That's <laughs> true. I like doing like off-year anniversaries, like. <laughs> Hey everyone! Right, like, oh, we're gonna do the forty-first anniversary of Superman the movie. What up, guys? Uh, <laughs> we are a year off from doing the fortieth. Um, now let's talk about the thing. Um, first time watching it for some of us. Yes. Was it for for you too? Yeah. So Zach and Chloe, first time they ever watched it. Uh, don't worry, guys. I made them watch the Shout Factory edition. The Zach brought over a crummy DVD. Not, not the DVD. Uh, I was bringing it to Hunter. My crummy DVD. I never it. <laughs> and I just took it and I slapped it out of his hand. <laughs> what makes Broke the Shell Factory version so better? Uh, better, so more pristine so transfer, of course. You want to watch them, you know, back to back. like All those great transitions are the same. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, 
All the freeze frames. The freeze frames. We should we should talk about the transitions first because that is weird about the movie. There's a lot of just fade outs. <laughs> should we do some tra- some of those transitions right here right now? Well, but that's not uncommon in his movies. It's not. Like I would say, like Halloween's pretty crisp, or at least they feel natural in it. But like I just watched They Live a little while ago, and that one has a lot of shots in it that are like, which also has uh, was it Keith Daniels? Is that his name? Keith David has him in it. Hmm. Um, similar, but like all the transitions in that were similar to this one, where they seemed like w- weirdly long or like weirdly timed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I th- I, I was meaning like it's fading out, kind of like there's meant to be a commercial going there. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking is John Carpenter. This is never going to be on TV. Like, mm-hmm. give me. It actually, it actually did air on TV once. Um, at least, I mean, probably more than that. But as mm-hmm. far as like uh, cable syndicated television, it actually did air. And I don't know how they edited it down. You would have to cut a lot out. I feel like mm-hmm. um, it'd probably make for a pretty boring experience on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know a lot of people who have seen this on TV before. Um, a, a lot of, like, older people who who I meet who, like, have some knowledge of, like, who directed what. Um, the Thing is, like, one of their, like, more scary movies they've ever watched growing up. Or, like, when they were around when it first was coming out. Mm-hmm. This is, like, one of, or if not, like, the scariest movie they saw of the 80s. So... Which right now for us, when we've been seeing movies like Hereditary and Midsummer, this yeah, isn't I feel, anything. I feel so desensitized. Yeah. I, I wasn't scared of this movie at all. No, not at all. A few years ago, I probably made, maybe would have, but I was just appreciating the practical effects. Exactly. That's really what does it for you these days. And a little bit the detective element, like we said, yeah, but yeah. mainly for me, yeah, impractical. Impractical. <laughs> We're just talking about practical jokers. jokers. Practical effects. The the what would impractical effects even the space, be? The spaceship. Yeah, maybe. Impractical. <laughs> impractical effects. What was that? I don't even know. Um. So. Oh shoot! I don't remember what I was going to talk about. I just passed by it. I'm sorry. We'll cut this all out. Jibber jabber. Talk about something else. Something else. I don't know. I was just reading something and then I completely lost it. <laughs> um, so this is you guys' first impression. I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say about it in general. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely watched it again. It's mm-hmm. a lot of rewatchability. Um, I love Kurt Russell in anything, so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that kind of did it for me. But um, the practical effects are awesome. I wasn't like I I knew the one scene, like the the big scene that mm-hmm. you were talking about. Yeah. The operating table scene. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I didn't know how much, like how crazy it got mm-hmm. at, at parts, and like the detective um, feel of it. I guess that I don't know where I was going with that, but it it was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. When it got crazy, it was so good. Like, when the alien just started, like, popping out of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap! It was awesome. And, like, the detective stuff was pretty cool. It did get a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was really Oh, good. yeah. I was trying to figure out, how is the... 
how is it like passed on to person to person? Is it just like it's like a virus? Yeah, so you just catch it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you like have to, like contact. <clears throat> it. Yeah, yeah, so like like in the first the first scene you really see like the dog. So the movie opens with the helicopter, you know, chasing the dog from the Scandinavian outpost, and right. the dog jumps up and licks someone. And I can't remember if that guy ends up being infected or not from that or what but the first thing you you see overtly is the dog is trying to like assimilate with the other dogs mm-hmm. and like it starts shooting out all these tendrils but then it shoots like this acid at one dog to like partially digest him first maybe or something because it's different every time mm. um yummy at least when you see it on screen but the dogs are the first time you really see it and because like they they kill stuff so often that like it doesn't grow into like doesn't have time to grow into one giant big monster until kind of the end where like takes like two or three people at one time and it's huge Mm -hmm. otherwise like they kill it and it's only a little bit escapes at a time to like affect and infect and assimilate to someone else so i don't really know i guess because like we talked about during the movie like how does matter work it's not growing matter or like losing it per se but it is like changing into other people. So I think it's more like spreading, like multiple people were infected at once, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't, and yeah, I don't, you don't know if it's like a hive mind or if everything is now an intelligent, equally as intelligent of a being or right. what, but. Right. Things I would like to be explored in a non remake more. So I'd like to see it talk about maybe the science of this movie mm-hmm. and not. You know, Prometheus style, where they don't give us any answers. No, give us some answers. But some mm-hmm. people kind of like the ambiguity, ambiguity of it all. Mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't know who did the special effects for this movie. I don't know why I was thinking it was Rick Baker or the guy who did uh, uh, Sam Winston effects or something. But mm-hmm. um, it was got, done by a guy named Rob Botton. And he, if you want to know, uh, he after reading the other movies he's done, he definitely has like a recognizable style. He mm-hmm. also did RoboCop, Total Recall, and did some work on Seven and Fight Club as far as makeup goes. Okay. So I was like, hmm. I kind of, he does sort of have like a distinguishable gritty style. Yeah. Um, but compared to all those other movies, uh, Total Recall's up there for some of the more advanced practical yeah. effects I've seen. Uh, I would say the thing's probably the more... Uh, this is probably his best work. Mm-hmm. It's just creepy what they can create. Um, I kind of agree it's not nearly as scary as I think I was expecting, especially the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I was really waiting for it to be like one of the more uh, scary movies because mm-hmm. a lot of people talk it up. And after watching it the first time, I was like, it, it is. It's got the creepiness to it all and just, you know, it's it's weird how much they can do with these bodies. Like, there really is like... Mm-hmm. They don't really hold back. They and very creative, mm-hmm. um, nonsensical almost, but mm-hmm. not nearly as like scary as I was expecting. I was kind of mm-hmm. I don't know really what I was expecting the first time watching it, but second time watching it, I just more appreciate the atmosphere mm-hmm. of it all. Uh, but I agree, like things like Midsummer screw me up more. <laughs> so I don't know if yeah. it's like a desensitized. If thing you had never what. seen some of this stuff and watched it, I think it would have been especially like if you had seen the like original 1950s whatever and then seen this one Mm -hmm. you'd be pooping your pants well a lot of people like did uh the thing from another world was shown on tv a lot and uh a lot of kids even who well i mean i guess 
older teenagers, people who were trying to go see a scary movie, mm-hmm. they had seen The Thing from Another World, and, you know, I, I don't know what kind of response there was to that movie by the 80s, but I can assume there was, like, a, a cheesiness vibe from it. And I don't know how many people were aware that this was technically a remake of it, or that it was taking influence, but from the opening titles, which is exactly the same way it's done in the original, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's people were like, hey, I've... Uh, well, yeah, shooting the dog. No, no, like with the opening title sequence, the way it just reveals itself, mm-hmm. um, I think it would have tipped people off. Like, hey, I've kind of seen this before, so it must be a remake. And then to see what they get later and how it's yep. totally just well, there's also different. The, there's also the fact that uh, parents who have seen that when they're a kid, the original when they're a kid would be, what, 40, 50 maybe? Mm-hmm. Taking like their teenagers to go see it. Yeah. Because they saw it when they were a kid. Yeah, well, I was thinking, too, mostly just about, like, the teenagers who were probably sneaking out to go see the scary movie, and then maybe they were expecting something more like that. And then this, which I can't think of many uh, movies at the time that were comparable, um, big screen movies anyway, like big budget. Cronenberg was definitely doing stuff. Maybe, you know, David Lynch before with Eraserhead kind of had some creepy mm-hmm. stuff with the effects and such but those weren't really big names yet carpenter had done halloween like he was mm-hmm. i won't say a household name but like the movie was really called john carpenter's halloween people kind of mm-hmm. had an idea who it was he literally showed the original thing in that movie so um i i i think this movie wasn't that big of a success either um kind of surprising to me, just watching it now, mm-hmm. it seems like this would be a movie that would have done really well at the time, uh, but it didn't. It kind of was a flop, in a way, especially mm-hmm. for the high production that, um, cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you... Uh, when was the first time you saw it? Like a year ago. That was the first I'm, time? I'm pretty new to it. Mm-hmm. Um, is this your second time you've seen it? Yeah. You think? Okay. Last time, yeah, like I said, the first time I watched it, it had a lot more impact, but I think what really drove that was the mystery aspect of it, mm-hmm. and second time, I was wondering, I'm like, well, will, it, will the mystery part of it still keep me invested, and mm-hmm. I feel like second time watching it, the mystery part of it doesn't matter as much, Yeah, especially when you know where it all leads to, because you're like, does any of this really matter in the end? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's still interesting and mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, you know, good performance. He keeps the movie driving, but mm-hmm. I don't get as invested in the whole idea of like who's infected and um, the mystery of where it came from and how it works. Because mm-hmm. you know, by the end, that you don't get like those answers really. Uh, you don't figure out a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoy the effects a lot. Yeah. I, I thought we'd get more about like the infection and how it spread and how they could stop it. Um, but and I I already figured that Kurt Russell would be like the main guy to survive, and I figured mostly everyone else would die. So I wasn't like super trying to figure out who, who was going to get infected because I figured everyone would already. Like mm-hmm. all the minor characters like Windows and mm-hmm. whatever. So I don't know. I was kind of in the same boat, even though this is my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really don't remember my first thoughts of it when I watched it because, like, I had I had the 
the sequel video game first and i played that until like the game was scratched and i couldn't play anymore <laughs> and but it was enough to be like oh this is based off of a movie i want to find the movie and then watch that and eventually like soon after found like the 2011 movie and that what i remember like i, I remember the the effects are really bad for like modern day effects but the story and like being scary was like it's like an actual scary movie, so I'm I'm hoping to watch that soon. If you guys see it, I'm in I'm interested to to hear what you guys have to think about it. Yeah. Have you seen that one, Justin? The twenty eleven one? No, I haven't. The prequel. Um, I would love to watch it. Even at the time it was released, that was one that a lot of people were calling pretty underrated. Mm-hmm. I think it just came out at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a real negativity towards remakes in general and I, I think that's its main problem like why did it call itself a remake when mm-hmm. it's kind of not that it's more of a soft reboot where it's like a similar story but well it's a, like I think a direct prequel but like realistically works with the film but I mean it was obviously yeah. being promoted as like a hey they're remaking it it's called we're the bringing thing. it back and yeah you, like, you'll see what it is like I, I don't know where studios get this mindset that that's a safer bet than being like what well, you know even calling it the thing too which maybe would have been just as lambasted but I don't think mm-hmm. as much as calling it a remake yeah like, people oftentimes I think want to see the original story expanded more they don't want to see the same story again yeah yeah, you'd have to redo everything. Well, that's kind of what the option was with the prequel. Because I think, from what I remember, like the main characters aren't the same two that you see open in this movie. I think those are two different guys who are like kind of in like somewhere else during the main part of the story. Because um, the main story focuses around like a guy and a girl, and it has a lot more to do with like the alien spaceship and like just a lot more to do with that kind of stuff. But still has the invest. Uh, investigative um feel to it um where they you know have it's i think a lot better done where they're like trying to figure out which of them is infected and not infected mm-hmm. but um yeah i'd like a maybe even like a sequel or something to come out now i wouldn't mind it especially with halloween getting you know so many sequels i mean it's p- more popular i think but like i would Definitely take another so stab have, like, at it. Old man, uh, Kurt Russell come back to Antarctica. Or yeah, I think you would have Kurt Russell just show up at a different site. Have and, Kurt Russell end, but have him be a little mysterious, and you kind of start to find out that he is the thing, though. Like he was infected. Yeah. At the end of the '82 film. It and, could be like years and years, like decades later, and then like he's been living out in like an ice cave or something ever since. Mm-hmm. Keith David. either like good maybe just like one of them is there and then the other one's like they basically like went their separate ways not knowing if the other was infected or something and then like you have them these new people show up trying to figure out what happened and then you you start hearing the story from both sides or something that'd be kind of a fun story but trying to find like a realistic way for one of them to still be alive and i feel like having one of them be the thing but i guess they both could be they mm-hmm. both could be infected and they both show up. But I think that'd be one way to do it if you want to incorporate Kurt Russell. Of course, mm-hmm. you're kind of hitting alien resurrection territory with that. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you don't know how that's going to end up turning out. Um, 
Yeah, but that would be cool. Like, I would probably be more interested in that than seeing another Halloween movie or, like, sequel to the original mm-hmm. um, as far as John Carpenter films go. But that probably will never happen. Um, he acted in this. John Carpenter? Well, he was... He was the Norwegian, one of them? Video footage. Oh, he's just in one of the videos? Yeah. Lame. Oh, probably the one where they're... Doesn't count! And when they're all like in a group circle? Mm-hmm. Probably. I'm um, trying to see what movies he did right before and right after this. So John he did Carpenter? Escape from New York right before he did the thing. He did Christine right after. Hmm. So he did Escape from New York, the thing, and then Christine. Which I haven't seen Christine yet. Christine's good. What was your last movie on Earth once? I think he released a film every year during the 1980s. Uh, yeah, Starman in 84, Big Trouble in Little China 86. Okay, so he didn't release one in 85. Prince of Darkness 87, They Live 88. Um, and that was, he didn't release one in 89. <laughs> then he did Memoirs of the Invisible Man, <laughs> which I've never seen, but uh, I've heard stories. Um, I think, well, kind of. I, I hear it's a bit of a cult classic now but not nearly as much of a fan base as like the thing and uh, big trouble in little china it's kind of funny that these movies uh both of them uh, didn't do well at the time but now they have such a huge fan base and the thing is now considered one of the great like movies it's on imdb's top 250 it's like in that mm-hmm. thousand and one movies you must see before you die book which like, one uh, the thing. The thing is, like a lot of people consider it one of the best like horror movies ever to come out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's I, like a horror movie of its time, though. Yeah, that's like like I said, right now it's not as scary, well. It's still but. effective. It's just weird because it, it it's it became more popular over time. Even like by the nineties, it still really hadn't picked up steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was when people started to come back to it, and mm-hmm. they were like, "I think this movie's a bit underrated." Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what. I don't know if it was just written off at the time mm-hmm. or if there was any kind of fan base for it, but it, it would surprise me if there was like nothing really until the last, uh, until we got to the 2000s, because yeah. there's just stuff in there that's almost too memorable to miss out on. Um, the scene where he's doing the resuscitating the man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is incredible. Where and he sticks both his hands in his chest and <laughs> gets bitten off. It just happens so quickly mm-hmm. and it's just unexpected and it's so well done. Um, makes me miss practical effects. Just mm-hmm. seeing all those like thin tendrils just mm-hmm. the <laughs> It's like that's what I love about practical effects is figuring out okay, how do they do this? Like where the there's like the big mass of dogs and you see them come out from the dog. And then, like, encompass another dog. And you're like, how could they do that? Well, it's like they wrap up a dog and then pull them back and then just reverse the footage. So it looks like the footage is like the tendrils going out and wrapping up a dog. Yeah. But they still have to model the dog to look like it's moving forward. So when it's in reverse, it looks like the dog is moving instead of that dog is in reverse, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a, a lot of cool science stuff they have to do to go through, you know... Yeah. Stuff like that, but what was your guys' favorite scene from the movie? When when the dog dies, I love that when they do that in movies. The regular dog. 
I don't know. I like. I do like. I like that scene where he starts testing everyone's blood. Oh, I was gonna say that one. I mean, just because mm-hmm. it's so, it's so smart. Like, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's a smart man, <laughs> even though he's also a little bit stupid. Like how everything is going the crap, and you you realize you don't. Well, I want to ask you guys this. So when he had them all tied up there, and he's like testing people's blood, was your first thought like? Yeah, but what if one of them is it, and then the rest of them are now just tied up and stuck, and like <laughs> yeah. now they can't go anywhere while this guy is the thing trying to eat them all? Yeah. Like, did that even come up in your head? For like a second, and then I was like, well, I didn't think of it. We'll no. see. <laughs> well, that because that's what I was. I mean, that's something that I, it's like brilliant stupidity mm-hmm. where I you wouldn't even think about it. I feel like there's not a lot of people in the theater who would be questioning that. Like, yeah, that's smart. Tie them all up, test their blood, one by one release them. But then it's like, yeah, but what if one of them actually is the thing? And now you got all these people tied up and it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for them all to get eaten at that point. But I would have never had thought about that before. I'd be like, no, it's it's the best idea I've ever come up with. Mm -hmm. And then you get to that point and you're like, I'm an idiot. Like, this was a stupid plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have all those (laughs) jump cuts to... Each person getting untied and each having their own flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. You're free. You get a flamethrower. <laughs> that's, and that's like what I noticed that the last couple times I watched it too, where it's like everyone's freaking out and then all of a sudden the next scene they're all serious with the flamethrower. Like, I wonder how much time had passed in between that. There's all these like long shots where nothing's happening and then all of a sudden there's these jump shots to where it's just the weirdest amount for time to pass. And. I, I love in that scene when the guy's face transforms into jaw into jaws and picks up windows by the, his head yeah. and then just <laughs> whips them around for like a solid minute. <laughs> like ah yeah. And he just walks out into the snow and dies. Pretty good. I feel like the opening like okay I I feel like there is a scene in this where it's so laughably bad though that. I question why people wouldn't just run out after this and mm-hmm. be like, this is a dumb movie. When the Norwegians first are yes. chasing the dog and <laughs> he gets so out. And the way, like, just the whole setup of them, he drops the grenade on accident <laughs> and, then, and then has to go looking for it. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what year is this? Are we serious right now? And yeah. then it blows up. I'm like, that is an explosive intro. Why not? They're like, how, how do we make it so they don't have a second helicopter <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's smart I guess but also it's like like it's so stupid it's brilliant mm-hmm. <laughs> but that I kind of forgot about that after watching it um, the first time and then watching it this time I'm like oh yeah this shit <laughs> it seems like a scene that they would just add it in like in post production that's like we can't just have this dog show up at this camp or you know I mean it's I, obviously heavily based around this Norwegian uh, this other Norwegian camp but like that scene just feels so unnatural and weird that it but also it feels very John Carpenter like if you guys watch Escape from New York and then this like it's astounding how different those movies are and they feel both like they're John Carpenter but wildly different style and tone like Escape from New York feels like it's a comic book playing out or this feels like they were actually going for something super realistic something kind of like how like alien feels real mm-hmm. you know it but, does feel a lot like alien yeah like almost like like john carpenter saw alien and was like i can do that yeah um which is weird because watching alien it kind of feels like 
Ridley Scott watch Halloween and was like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like they're influencing one another. I could see, um, you know, getting back into that sequel, I could see Ridley Scott being the one to do a sequel to the thing. Really? Okay. And, uh, like, well, nowadays? Bo- well, yeah, but botching it. Yeah. Like trying to go into like the whole mythos and he would tie it into alien or something. <laughs> well, even that, but I, I was thinking more like he'd make something like Prometheus. I could mm-hmm. see Ridley Scott though being like, "Yeah, I'll do that," and it just becoming awful, like this big budget awfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick but, take though, do you like Prometheus? Uh, I don't know. It's I have I have weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's just a weird movie. Yeah. I don't think it's nearly as disappointing as people made it out to be. I love it as a science fiction movie, as like a space movie. And people who don't know it as like a alien movie like it a lot, but people who like alien hate it. That's what I noticed. Anyway. I just think it was kind of a waste because it felt like they it was the movie that was going to explain some of the stuff from the first alien, mm-hmm. especially with that crashed ship and who that pilot was. And they don't mm-hmm. almost do that at all. They mm-hmm. just kind of talk about this other thing, and but the idea of it's not that bad, and I yeah. like. Um, I mean, it's really just a great movie to see Fazbender. Yeah, but it's also funny. It's just funny to watch because Guy Ritchie is aged up, and they cut out his young scenes, and they've only really made that. Uh, not Guy Ritchie. Oh, sorry. Um, um, I was like, what Guy, Guy Ritchie's in this? <laughs> Guy Pierce, yeah, right? Guy Pierce, yeah. my bad. Guy, I'm getting my guys messed up. Guy Fieri, um, Guy nice. Pierce is aged up in the movie because they cut out his uh, like prologue scenes, so he's just there as an old man, and it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which they kind of made up for an Alien Covenant by having him come back mm-hmm. uh, and playing the young version, but uh, I could see Ridley Scott doing a thing movie and messing it up. I, I think they should. Make a big budget thing movie that everybody feels conflicted about. Mm-hmm. Did you say what your favorite scene was? Uh, no. Um, I like any scene where it's just one of them running around outside because I think they're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get like a half a second of them running, like waddling, running through the snow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like when they're like, what is he doing? And then. Yeah. You really can't make it look scary from like a camera just watching someone run across snow. It doesn't look. You'd have to like be like following them with a the camera or like have them run at you with a yeah. camera and you're going backwards for it to look terrifying. Yeah, but, but for just to just sit there and like yeah. <laughs> to see them like like trot and like whoa, <laughs> like it just seems so not scary. Like okay, pick yourself up. Come on, <laughs> you know. I'm the only one who unlocks this. I'm the only one with the key. I'm like, why did we separate the yeah, lock? Did we ever figure out who opened it? I mean, you kind of don't, but... He says at one point, like, oh, I guess someone could have lifted it off me. And then someone's like, no well, we way! we never find out who did. <laughs> well, it would have been... Um, the doctor? Wilfred Brimley? Who is the... Not rate, not windows. Not the three guys tied up. It would have been... The chubby guy who gave the morphine? But my get what you mean, is it the guy who's, like, te- checking out the blood at first? Maybe? I, I just, I don't know how else, I guess, they would have gotten in there unless they just made a key. Like, with, like, if the alien, like, created a key. Mm-hmm. With its, <laughs> with its like... Matter-making... Right. Pattern. 
power. out of like body material and yeah. then just like got in there. Uh, no, I would have to say my favorite scene is also the scene where he's testing all the blood. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that whole sequence. I like to watch this with someone who. I, it's great that they open up the movie with the Ru- uh, the Russians, I wish, Norwegians shooting at the dog because it immediately makes you hate all the humans and you love the dog. <laughs> you're like, yeah. the dog is the hero. I don't know what you're no, doing, I, but I, you're all in I, the wrong. I, I, right <laughs> um, I unintentionally spoiled it for myself because for anyone who doesn't know, there's a website called doesthedogdie.com and you can type in any movie where there is a dog and it'll tell you if the dog dies <laughs> and then there's comments underneath like the yes or no and the very top comment said that the dog was the alien so as soon as i saw the dog on screen i looked it up because i was gonna mm-hmm. get real, i was gonna prepare to be sad if the dog died mm-hmm. and then i saw that and i was like dang it i, I jokingly said when we started the movie that the dog's an alien did you and think so though i didn't until they started they, until they landed and they were like so desperate to kill it. I was like, oh, okay. So I, mean, I was right. Mm-hmm. It made almost like no sense if they're just like that's like yeah. how the movie opens and it's not the alien. <laughs> it would just mm-hmm. be like the Norwegians are the aliens. Like, I didn't, I didn't really understand because like once they got to like around the American base, I was like, oh, so they're like gonna start shoot. Like maybe this was like the the Americans' dog, mm-hmm. and now they're gonna start shooting at the Americans. But they didn't try to kill the Americans. They just yeah. trying to get the dog. And I was like, okay, so the dog must be the alien. I also think it's really funny how incompetent they made the Norwegian seem. Mm-hmm. Like, he just kept shooting and shoot, and he shot someone, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, he had this scope, and he shot someone in, a le- in the yeah. leg, and the other yeah. guy just had a handgun, and he yeah. shot him in just like, the like eye. Perfectly in the eyeball. <laughs> he, like, sticks his gun through a window, <laughs> and then shoots him in the, like, in the eyeball. I like, I like, goggles. I like when he yeah. breaks the window, because it seems like the most realistic window-breaking scene, because he's, like, being very careful <laughs> not to cut himself and it's not- also like it seems like his hand is like his hand is the one moving the glass out of the way it's only topped by the nice guys when he literally punches the glass and takes his hand out it's all covered in blood because I'm like yeah that's what would happen <laughs> like that's what because he was being very careful about because I'm like yeah it's glass you know in other movies it's like they bust it with their elbow stick their hand out and I'm like no no <laughs> that, no that seriously needs to be the next Nice guys, oh, I'd love mm-hmm. to. The Norwegians like throw the grenades while they're flying around. It's like he throws it. Seems like it's gonna aim right at the dog's path at least. It just blows up in another country. I'm like, excuse mm-hmm. me, that is. How did you even get the grenade from the helicopter all the way over here? And then the dogs. Are <laughs> it's like the wrong side of the helicopter. It's like completely yeah. just the like, wrong area. Uh, have you guys seen Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No. Yeah. There's like a the whole scene where. It, He's like in a helicopter and he has to jump out of this helicopter. And they're like, jump. He's like, jump, jump. And then he jumps out, but he meant like the other side of the helicopter because there was like a, a life raft to jump into. And he jumped out of the other side of the helicopter into the water. That's what this <laughs> reminded me of where he's like throwing at the dog was just the opposite, complete just wrong, wrong side. Like not even paying attention. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, not just. This goes across many 80s movies where it's like how unintentional were these shots and like were they supposed to like were they just rushing to make this movie that they did not care about that or well it's funny were they banking on people being like oh yeah explosion and not caring about the actual physics of the movie i think it was like suspense of just you know suspension Mm -hmm. of belief yeah just because especially like i don't know you don't really think about that stuff unless you 
I guess I don't know how it feels when you're watching on the big screen. If there's just like a different feeling when you're watching it, mm-hmm. but in that time, I'm sure there was. It was easier just to suspend your disbelief. But I mean, now it's like it's it's just funny though because Valley. they they focus so much on the special effects and they perfected them. And then you're like, yeah, well, what about that explosion earlier where yeah. you just completely were off? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I it's it's fine, but it's just fun to make fun of. Um, well, some of the the writing is like super good and then there's like these like little tiny things that they're trying to build characters off of like where he's playing chess and he he loses to the computer and so he dumps his whiskey into the motherboard and like like it's kind of cool and badass maybe but it's also like what actual psychopath would do that nowadays (laughs) like right well you were talking about like he had like this computer that could decide oh yeah everything and like (laughs) I mean, we have a coronavirus outbreak right now where they can't figure out any of the stats for it for some reason. But then this guy yes. can figure out the stats for this infection exactly in how a couple long minutes. In the entire world. It's going to take 27,000 yeah. hours. And it's like, how are you able to figure that out? Like, what is your basis for this? Like, yeah. what are you basing this on? Yeah. How do you know enough science about this alien that you've already figured out how long it would take to infect the whole world? Yeah. And, and then, like, <laughs> if he did know how to do all that, what is he doing being like a doctor in Antarctica, like, <laughs> <laughs> like go be a be a like a physicist or something. I have to admit, I was confusing the doctors at first. Even yeah. after I mentioned, oh, that's with Wilford Brimley. Oh no, it's not. It's this other guy. Um, even as the movie kept going, I was still like confusing them all. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, you got two doctors. They both look kind of the same. And uh, but Wilford Brimley's Wilford Brimley, and one guy's got a nose ring. So I guess that's the way to figure it out. Yeah. I was trying to figure out the nose ring, too. <laughs> I thought it was wrong or bad. It's just, like, of the 80s, an old man with a nose ring is super not common. It also looked like it was super far back. Like, yeah, it was, like, tight mm-hmm. to his face. Yeah, did they, were they all supposed to be scientists? Because, um... No, because, uh... There's a cook. Russell, there's, like, the communications the guy. Pilot. Okay, so they all kind of had different jobs. Because it's just funny. They had a wide range of dressing for... Being in the Antarctic, you know. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I'm pretty sure there's like a tech guy. There was like two. There was like a doctor, and there was a. There's a dog handler. Yeah. There was like the um. Yeah, the cook. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy the who with the, the gun was like the sheriff. He, <laughs> yeah, I think he was kind of like the yeah. sheriff guy. Or he was like the compound manager. Yeah, he he's like, like he, in charge, but not like the head scientist or anything like that. Yeah. I think he just kind of maintained the place. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I, I still... I feel like the cast could have been a little tighter. What was the druggy guy? <laughs> what was he was just there. He was just... He just showed up on He was the... Alternate you know, pilot or something? Give the movie some demographic appeal. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean by having a tighter cast? I just I think you could have cut down some of the characters almost. Having less of them? Yeah. Or? I mean, just because it felt like... Oh, we're on the like brink of greatness of having all these really good, memorable characters, and like mm-hmm. a small cast in a movie that already has a small cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a small cast for your horror movie, I I think is a good plus. But it still felt like there was too many and not enough of them like make an impact. Mm-hmm. It did, but it would have been way shorter. Yeah, but it's like a lot of it is collateral damage. It's not as interesting to watch as other yeah, horror movies. They could have had. Less people and more suspense. I mean, there's. That's what I was gonna say. You could cut down the cast and add in a little bit more of the detective 
type stuff, mm-hmm. but make it more suspenseful and maybe even throw in a couple of scenes where you're like, oh, did this person get infected or is this person infected now? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them do die off screen. Like, we don't see a lot of their uh, bodies being manipulated. And I, I guess it's it's not bad that there's a bunch of people. I mean, it's not, like, too many, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just meant, like, it doesn't feel like a lot of them make an impact on me, and I felt like that watching it the first time, too. Um, mm-hmm. And now it just kind of feels like it's a way to, you know, get to the good stuff. I'm like, man, I just want to see some... I just want to see the special effects, man. Mm-hmm. Show me the special effects. Uh, so I, I don't know what you would really do with that. I guess you could have maybe shown some more crazy kills... Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of them just kind of die off screen. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot though too that like they needed like three guys in the end to like be to make up that last giant monster. And usually, like anytime there's like a monster like outbreak, there's like two people that die in each of those scenes usually. And then so like you get some screen screen time with people and. and, and at least most of these guys look kind of different, too, so it's easier to keep track of. They're not all identical people, That's you know? such a problem with older movies. Like, yeah. movies that happen, like, 50s, yeah. 40s. You're like, didn't God. that guy die already? Or, especially when they <laughs> turn into an alien, you're like, wait, wait, which guys, you know? Dude, like try watching one of those murder mysteries on that, like, box set I have mm-hmm. of, like, public domain movies from the 40s with the horrible transfers, and they're all white men. It's like... I don't know who did it. They all look the same, and they all yeah. talk the same, so I guess any one of them could have done it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that adds to the suspense. Yeah, that's why, like, I think if you put more women in it, like, if there were any women in this movie, it'd be easier to keep track of people, but also easier to, like, pick out who you think might be infected. Mm-hmm. By keeping it all men who are, like, they look different enough to be memorable, but still, they're all just dudes with, like, vague jobs. Like, it's easier to keep it like who is actually an alien and who is not. Right. But. Yeah, I I was asking while watching it who we thought the highest profile actor was compared to Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, going in, the obvious idea is that, oh uh, yeah, Kurt Russell will live to the end because he's mm-hmm. the main guy. And most movies didn't, you know, do something surprising like that in the past. Mm-hmm. Not you know not like scream where they're gonna kill the main build actor at the beginning, but <laughs> yeah. it's um I was wondering if it's like surprising to some who the remaining people were uh, with Kurt Russell because I always appreciate that about movies if you can kind of keep it surprising mm-hmm. uh, who ends up living to, to the end. Mm-hmm. Very notably, probably like the only movie of the '80s and early horror films. Uh, or pre two thousands, I guess, mm-hmm. where a black guy actually makes it to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, they still kind of do that in some movies. It's such an old trope and cliche. Um, people either make fun of it or straight up say it's a negative trope that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, this movie uh, did it in eighty two. They kept two. Two guys alive to the end, and one of them is at the very end of the film, and it's like I appreciate that. I kind of like that, you know. In a way, did kind of the easiest thing and took a chance on something that I don't think people were thinking much of at the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I was, I was, I think I kind of kept me surprised too, because you kind of are waiting for it, especially at the beginning, and then when they're not the first person to die, I was like, oh, this movie's gonna be different, huh? He's a Keith David is in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So he his, probably was like his, the, his top build movie is Nice Guys, then The Thing, and then Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Keith David, he is in. But that, he's in yeah. like he's in They Live, he's in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he's in Platoon. Yeah, Princess and the Frog, Armageddon, Crash, something about Mary. We should do a uh, Keith David episode. He's in all the Riddick movies. Um, Roadhouse, Transporter 2, Asian Cody Banks 1 and 2. <laughs> he's in he's a lot of stuff. Barbershop. I'm trying to picture who this guy is. Keith David? Well, like nowadays. Um, oh. go he has hair. That helps. A lot of people have hair. Hey... Show no, me. He didn't have in the movie. This is what he looks like now, yeah, probably. That's what I thought. Okay, that's Got the guy. That's now. the guy in, um, I think it was Scary Movie Four, where he's like, New York doesn't. It needs more cops and a Hooters. Oh, it was superhero movie. Never mind. Where he's like, this town don't need no more superheroes. Yep. It needs more cops. He's in superhero movie. And a Hooters. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we should oh. do a superhero movie episode. <laughs> he's most memorable for me for. He plays, I don't, I don't know his name, but he plays, like, the main sergeant in uh, Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> and I played so much of that game, listening to this guy's voice. So anytime I see him in any other movie, I think of him from that video game first. <laughs> like, giving you instructions yeah. on how to play the movie. <laughs> He's, like, the coolest character in that whole game. But. Uh, yeah, I guess. And I don't know anything Wolf or Brim- Brimley's in. Well, he's in that diabetes commercial. <laughs> That's, <literally laughs> That's the, the thing. <laughs> Is this like what made him popular? This movie? I don't think that is why. I, I I'll look at what he was in. But Let's see what else Wilfred Brimley's in. Well, that's like his. He was in The Natural, which uh, if anybody knows, that's the music we used during uh, last movie on Earth. Oh really? Yeah, that's the music from The Natural. Oh, The Firm. <laughs> um, Cocoon. Oh yeah, Cocoon. I figured Cocoon would would have been like his biggest. Um, thing. Cocoon: The Return. He watched Battle for Endor. I didn't even know there was a scene. He was in that? Mm-hmm. He was in the Ewoks movie? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He's, like, in a lot of movies that... I'm just surprised, though, like, he's, like, the cover of that Diabetes commercial. Cause Diabetes. Like, 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 is he the only, like, mo- is he the most popular actor with diabetes who would be willing to do that commercial? That they could get because mm-hmm. who, who who watched that commercial where they were like, "Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley," and was like, "Yeah, from the thing." <laughs> like, like who? Who nobody, else would know? Yeah, nobody would think that he doesn't even look the same. He's like the second main guy from Cocoon, though. I, I figured like Cocoon would have been his. So biggest. other pe- so there'd be other people in the room who are like, "Yeah, he's also yeah. in Cocoon." Hey, you know, uh, Wilford Brimley. Someone did like a thing where they. <laughs> They took a compare because it was when uh, Harrison Ford was gonna be Han Solo again. So they took photos and they said, "This is what Harrison Ford looked like when he was this age, and this is what Wilfred Brimley looked like at this age." I'm like, and here is them thirty years later each, mm-hmm. and how Harrison Ford like barely changed, and Wilfred Brimley looked completely different <laughs> and like completely aged. Yeah, and because they were people kept mocking Harrison Ford for coming back to these action movies because like he doesn't got it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then someone did the Wilfred Brimley comparison, and they're like, bro, this is what Wilfred Brimley looked like in the thing, and this is him thirty years later. Do not give me this crap about Harrison Ford. He could do it. <laughs> 
anything. <laughs> First, let's talk about Wilfred freaking Brimley. Mm-hmm. But I, I always find that, like, really fun. That's, like, how I always remember that he's in the thing. So I'm like, yeah, because someone made that comparison photo, and he's just, like, aged like a maniac <laughs> yeah. compared to others in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I just, I love to watch this movie with some kid and tell them it's, like, a, a movie that's going to be, like, eight below or... Iron Will or <laughs> Snow Dogs. movie about sled dogs. <laughs> and then get to the scene where, like, the dogs with the other dogs. Because that's, yeah. like, in kind of, if you didn't know this was a horror movie, it kind of just comes out of nowhere. Just suddenly mm-hmm. the dog is doing that whole, like, Venus flytrap thing. And his mm-hmm. head, freaking the skull just falls off. <laughs> yeah. I love the the first shot of the th- of the that first monster they would have, that the Scandinavians would have tried to kill, where it's like, the skull half morphed for me that's like the coolest like shot in the movie is seeing showing the close-up of that skull where it's like this guy screaming but half his skull is like stretched way up yeah. and like the tongue even is like stretched and the jaw and like mm-hmm. yeah and when they're at the norwegian site the, the norwegians dug into the ground right is that what that how it's supposed to happen like they dug into the ground and they found it yeah i i don't remember from the prequel like what exactly happens but i think like from the videos they yeah they like stuck like an auger in the ice and like i guess hauled this giant (laughs) slab of solid ice back to their compound or something Mm -hmm. and then it escaped from that so i don't know i don't know how they like got to the ship either if that ship like if all the snow was just missing from the top of the ship or if they <laughs> dug that or what but yeah there's a movie that I've been trying to think of and it's about like a small research team in like Alaska or the Arctic or something and they find like this mammoth that they study but then slowly they start getting infected they don't turn to zombies they just like get like violently ill and like slowly die it's a movie about a plague in like the arctic and the, i've been trying to think of what it is it was super scary like the mammoth carried the plague and it was like just like that's what it died from or something and it's they somehow get it all these years later yeah it's just been know. frozen this i've been trying time. to think of what the name of that movie was but. i have no idea uh, well i was about to say I'm like it's alien versus predator but then you're <laughs> like they get infected and i'm like well nope. never mind yeah i don't know what it is then you want to know something funny hmm. um Kurt Russell, the first movie he did with John Carpenter was a movie called Elvis. And he played Elvis. And it was like this hour, it was like a two and a half hour epic film about Elvis. Um, and then, you weirdly enough, because I... like the least Elvis character. <laughs> it's, it's, I, he actually played a good Elvis. Because really? not only was he good, but um, 20 years after that, he did the voice of Elvis in a very brief scene in a very popular movie. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uncredited, Kurt Russell plays Elvis' really? voice. Yeah, really? I thought he was straight up playing Weird. Elvis too, but they actually they had a stand-in and they had they just, actually Elvis do it. But they had <laughs> they not his own voice, and they uh, they had Kurt Russell uh, did the voice. Um, no, I just saw that movie at the theater. Hmm. Um, uh, I guess I could see it, like young young Kurt Russell. I could see him being. He's just it. so white, I don't know how he could be Elvis. I was watching it with Stella, and I was sure. saying to her, while that scene was coming, I was like, that Elvis is played by Star-Lord's dad. 
Is there a reason why they're playing that right now? Uh, they're doing a whole thing of different re-releases, and they're only promoting like the newer movies. Like they're like Groundhog Day is gonna be here, and Forrest Gump, and Titanic, and uh, and then mm. I looked at the full release schedule because they show that there's like five movies gonna be re-released at Marcus, yeah. and then you go online and you see like oh they're also doing a re-release of Citizen Kane and Casablanca and The Godfather, but mm. those ones are not being promoted, because I'm like, what, because people would be less interested? I am gonna go with The Godfather one, for sure. I've never seen Citizen Kane or Casablanca. I would love so. to bring you, because especially to Citizen Kane, because uh, David Fincher is releasing a movie this year that is about the Citizen Kane. It's about Making it? It's about one of the writers who wrote Citizen Kane with Orson Welles, and... He was fighting to get his name in the credits of Citizen Kane hmm. because uh, I think I don't know if it was Orson Welles himself or the studio, but they were trying to take his name off the credits, hmm. saying he didn't like contribute enough, even though he was like technically a co-writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the movie's gonna be about. Um, Mink is the name of it. Oh yeah, yeah, with uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, I don't see anything. That's going to be... So I think it'd be essential to watch this. Oh, definitely, game. yeah. Uh, and I mean, here, here's the thing, because everyone always is like, greatest movie of all time, and then it's like an older movie, and mm-hmm. you kind of like, I don't know. Like, nah, it wants, it's it's so good. It is a good movie. Cool. I, I'm excited. I think we shall go. When is it out? Uh, I think that one's like the next one they're doing. So, okay. But we should do that. Yeah, but I'd like to do Casablanca. I'd like to do those last three actually. The I'd like to see The Godfather too, just because it would give me a real good excuse to have to sit in the theater and watch it. Because <laughs> yeah. I've seen it, but it's like there's so many distractions in the home of watching the movie. Yeah, and a movie of that length, it's bound to happen. Yeah, so I would love to watch it in the theater. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, I think it would be a good time. It's good. I. I watched it and, and knew it was really good, but it's also like I I would sooner watch The Godfather two, because I did like watched it and I didn't realize that like Robert De Niro was in it. <laughs> I had no idea the whole time I was watching it. You didn't um, know that was him? No, oh, didn't okay. know. Um, so I want to go back and watch it in with that in mind, knowing that's Robert De Niro. Freaking Robert De Niro um, was like nominated for that movie. Yeah, like for like the same role that um, two years later was won by. Um, Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the thing. Um. <laughs> I I would like, want to say quick. I would love to do an episode on Groundhog Day. <laughs> I think Groundhog that would be Groundhog one of the most fun. I would love to watch it and then just because I think you can talk about it as a movie, but then talk about the lore of it for hours because okay. it's you, so wild. Have you seen it? Oh man, um, that re-release already passed by. But oh really? That, I think that's one of the best screenplays ever. Yeah. Written period. It's really good. Like that movie. Like, oh, I just, it's like, I'd have to watch it with you and just tell you, like, section by section why it's like, mm-hmm. pretty much perfect, how everything comes together. Like, it's, a it's perfectly brought together. It's very up your alley, I think, too. Just every single. No, it's a big Bill Murray like, fan. list of things I need to watch, but I just haven't gotten to it. Every single swing of the human spirit in personality and mood is expressed by Bill Murray in that movie mm-hmm. as things progress. He like lives for like thousands of years, right? <laughs> in like the we'll same day. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. It's there's great. there's so much speculation you could have about this movie. I think we should do an episode where it's Groundhog Day versus Twelve Dates of Christmas. 
A Hallmark. It's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Why? Is that the same thing? I've watched so many. Uh, I've freaking Happy Death Day. No, there's only 12 days. I've parodies of, like, Groundhog's Day, but I've never actually seen Groundhog's Day. De- Happy Death Day is basically the same plot, and it was kind of a dumb mm-hmm. movie, and then at the very end, he's like, this is kind of like the plot of Groundhog Day, and it made me want to almost throw up at the <laughs> screen. I'm like, are you serious? Kind of like the plot of Groundhog Day. And then the sequel, That's like in space, I was like, this is kind of like Star Wars. <laughs> and then the sequel just kind of went full on Back to the Future Part 2 for some reason, and it was just awful. Just some, they were weird they movies. They went to Bif- the Biffiverse? The Biffiverse. <laughs> kind of, it was, oh man, I don't know. Does anyone have anything else to say about But the thing? Nah. <laughs> I don't about know. John Carpenter's thing? Oh, it was good. I mean, it's a good movie. It's solid. Um, mm-hmm. And it's creepy, and it works. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a movie that works. I don't think I love it as much as everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably give it yeah, I think I, I'd give it probably like three and a half or four. Yeah, I, uh, out of five, I lowered it. I lowered it from five to four just because we I we start out the movie making fun of it so much yeah. that like <laughs> I, I, I still love it and it's like it has a good place in my heart, but it's like not a perfect movie. So it's, I was I was being way too generous. You know, I, I guess the thing we didn't really talk about is I give credit to how the characters talk in it they have a very i feel realistic way of talking and acting yes compared to like they live yeah way and, better and i mean and it's not trying like because i feel like they live is trying to be mm-hmm. a little cheesy same with big trouble in little china but Escape i mean even like York. compared to like halloween some of the ways and, and that's a cheaper movie so that's probably why but mm-hmm. um i just feel like in horror movies sometimes there's like an there's a bit too much with the dialogue that yeah we all accept because you know it is a horror movie and it's still a movie too like mm-hmm. i'm not expecting perfect dialogue but i feel like in a movie like this i have to give credit where credit's due like i liked how they talk in this movie i like how they figure things out and i like that there's not really one supremely smart being even though it seems like it's kurt russell yeah like we said i, I feel like there's still like some stupidity there which um not like full-on stupidity but like very much human he's a human person mm-hmm. he is the smartest of them but that doesn't mean that he's done everything perfect and he's gonna do everything perfect even mm-hmm. their plan at the end to destroy the thing really isn't a perfect plan it doesn't yeah. really he straight up is like we're probably not gonna live yeah <laughs> which I, I find very almost kind of beautiful like mm-hmm. they, they they know it's better for them to shut this thing out of the world rather mm-hmm. than um, let it escape and you know they find a way to live or whatever they're like no we gotta just destroy it yeah what are the the horror the horror guru I gave it a four mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was really good really good so was this did you watch this as a kid with your dad no it wasn't this one it was a different movie set in some frozen wasteland with an alien killing people in a compound Santa Claus I can't, I can't. the original 94 <laughs> You're right. Tim Allen was the yeah. monster. I mean, he did kill he Santa. He did kill Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thinking of. Thinking no, wait. No, so instead one. of becoming Santa, he just, that was the alien assimilating he, well, well, into Tim was, Allen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta make a Santa Claus 4 where someone comes to kill Tim Allen to yeah. be the Santa. 
Like, why haven't they made that yet? Like, Disney could even, like, That's just so make it, like, a fake trailer, like, hire that, Tim Allen. Because then the there's a Santa though. 2 in, in the second one, isn't it? The second or third one, and there's, like, all the other multi-Santas? Well, like, no, they're, no, there's they're a, robot Santa. Second one is plastic Santa. Santa. Yeah. Third one, it's, it's, Jack it's Frost, Martin, Martin Short. Martin Short <laughs> pulls a Back to the Future and goes back in time This like, take out Santa himself. Yeah. And he becomes Santa. There's just no regard for Santa's life in that movie. Like, like no matter what universe... <laughs> <laughs> this Santa Claus in 94 but, dies. Wait, they could literally reboot the series, though, if they just kill Tim Allen and have some other big actor be Santa. Yeah, have his they son. They just keep rebooting it and see, like, oh, what would it be like to have... You know what? Okay, so did you ever see the second one and what Charlie kind of looks like? Yeah. Mark Ruffalo now. Have Mark Ruffalo in that role. Mark Ruffalo killing And then have him, co- have him show up with, like, a shovel and be like, sorry, Dad, I have to do this. And, like, it's, like, Tim Allen aging, and he's like, no, it's like, I'm sorry, Dad. People don't like your conservative rhetoric. We gotta take you down. <laughs> okay, wait, so how does the Mrs. Claus thing, like, huh. does, does his son get his wife now? Or? I mean, that's not his blood relative, so yep. why not? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's how it happens. Mark Ruffalo hits up the teacher that used to like yeah. hate him. Yeah. <laughs> God, we should just develop. We got to do that. Right, Santa Claus Four. We got to develop that screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> we got to write uh, movies. We got to write these down. We started making good ideas for like a, a good thing movie, mm-hmm. a sequel, and how Ridley Scott will botch it. And then we're making a better Santa Claus Four movie. I'm excited to see this. Santa Claus Four. We could do a lot with it. What would it, what would be the subtitle? Santa Claus for Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> no, no, no electric boogaloo. No, I'm saying like an actual. Trying to think like Santa Claus okay, for not Santa forever. Claus for Judgment Day. A Terminator comes back and <laughs> kills wait, Santa. What? So it's what? Skynet, but it's like Amazon during Christmas wait, time. Okay, wait. Instead of his kid killing him, what if it's the kid from Cat in the Hat who was like that? Elephant? Curtis. Yeah. The desantification process back, has begun. That, that's the subtitle. <laughs> the desantification process has begun. No, it would just begun. be Santa Claus for the desantification. <laughs> the de- de- desantification of, of Tim Allen. Of Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's because it'd be like the um what was that movie called? The Exorcism of Emily Rose or whatever? That's what this would be. This would like be the, the same font. The cover looks the exact same too, but like just like a slight Christmas flair to this it. This summer, it is Santa Claus 4. Wait, that would actually this be a summer. really good because the <laughs> cover for Exorcism of Exorcism of Emily Rose is just like a white foggy background. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then and then like little snowflakes going by, and then it would be like Santa Claus for the desantification. You see, it's Allen. just like Tim Allen like walking off in the distance, but like a trail of blood on one hand or something. <laughs> Rated G. He's like, it's like Tim Allen dragging like a sack of presents, but it's clearly like a bloody body in there. <laughs> Uh, well, um, so that was, yeah, that was the that thing, was the <laughs> I guess. Uh, hey, do you want to do a game? I yes. Do. We won't, let's do Last Movie on Earth. I bet it was the thing, all of you, I would. <laughs> Can we do Last Movie on Earth, uh, Actor on Earth? Can yeah. We, we could do both. Yeah. We've, we've we could do both. All right. We we just just do last movie I mean, we still recorded for an hour, if you guys want to know. Actor movie, actor movie. Yeah? Oh, bro, yes. I like it. Which one do you want to do first? Movie or actor? I feel like Last Movie on Earth will quicker. To do quick first or last? First. Okay. Wait, you want you? We are doing last movie on Earth. Both of them. No, we're gonna do both because last movie on Earth will go quick. 
But we all watched the thing. Well, we'll do uh, the before movie, that. The movie, <laughs> the movie we did before that. Okay. Well, um, let's play the our natural. second second let's, to last let's, movie. Let's on play Earth. the natural music. <laughs> <laughs> this is second to last movie on Earth. We have a completely different scoreboard for. Wait, 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 wait. We we got to do different music then. Well, we'll do. Um, wait, we can do the Superman. So no, no, we, we got to do some eerie music from the thing. Can we? Kill, we're gonna do the music from Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he has all the gadgets in this house making breakfast. <laughs> okay. But then could it go into John Carpenter into the Halloween one? Or it's like dinner, 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 dinner. Ooga chaka, ooga, Okay. All right. I'm just gonna say mine. <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah. Wait. You didn't explain the rules. Oh. Okay. Cool. 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 Dude, it's this is. How many people this is. In case you haven't listened to this podcast before. We know they're not. This is. They're all new listeners. All this is. The things. This I don't know what we're yelling about! This is a game called Second to Last Movie on Earth, where we go around the table and try and guess what the last movie we saw was. We'll take turns saying the last movie, or describing the last movie that we saw, and we'll all try and guess it. If you guess it, then you get a point. Um, if no one guesses your movie, then you get two points, or three, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> and these points get added to a score that we keep um, episode to episode, all year round, and f- eventually we'll have a um, Grand winner, grand champ, as they say. Justin, what are the standings as of today? The standings are Hunter is at three, Zach is at two, Chloe's at four, <laughs> Justin's at nine. Nice. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All right, are you ready for mine? Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to say the subtitle. Nothing spreads like fear. As an epidemic of lethal of a lethal airborne virus that kills within days rapidly grows, the worldwide medical community races to find a cure and control the panic that spreads faster than the virus itself. Contagion. Yes. Oh. By oh. Steven Soderbergh. I think I saw that in theaters. Did Were you? Watching that because it was fun? currently relevant. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the only movies I could get Sydney to watch with me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, do you want to watch a movie that's super relevant? <laughs> that <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty. It was better the first time I watched it. Um, I thought it was way more gruesome and gory the first time around. This second time was way more like informative, maybe. But I've also seen a lot of tweets about like saying this is nothing like what uh, coronavirus could be. Um, so. I mean, obviously, the world isn't dead yet. In in contagion, it's like day twelve. There's like millions infected and dead, and like it currently, a virus is making its rounds, and not that many people have suffered from it, as in contagion. So yeah, right. it'll probably be like gone by next week. I keep waiting for that. Where there's just one day. So we no said last week about it anymore. <laughs> Well, that kind of happened, and then it got to the U.S., so now it's way big again. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's like, even as it's hitting the U.S., I was like, there's been, there's been nine deaths. Well, and that's because when it hit the U.S., it broke out in a nursing home. So, right. of course, the people getting infected are going to die. Like, really old. Old people, which old is, people it, making out. I just stuff. think it's funny, though, that, like, that... Mm-hmm. 
they're like nine deaths. Everybody panic. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Like, I mean, I, we probably are dating this because I'm sure by the time this releases, <laughs> half the population will be dead. But I just still think it's. <laughs> I'm super sorry if we're insensitive and anyone listening <laughs> has had coronavirus or has it. So, sorry for saying that to the coronavirus quote, is spread by semen. <laughs> to quote White Schrute from season three of The Office, there's too many people on this planet. We need a new play. Dang, it's true. It's true. We're gonna cut this all out. <laughs> um, I'll do mine. Uh, mine is directed by Kunihiko Yuyuama. So if you wanna uh, figure that out, uh, the plot of it: Satoshi must put his skills to the test when he attempts to save the world from destruction. The greedy Pokemon collector Gallardin, uh, Gallard, Gal- throws the universe into chaos after disrupting the balance of nature by capturing one of the Pokemon birds that ruled the elements of fire, lightning, and ice. Will Satoshi have what it takes to save the world? Barney, let's go to the beach. (laughs) No. No, sir. What? What year? Uh, 1999. Oh. Pokemon. 1999? Yeah. Think think Madden rules here. Oh, Pokemon 2000. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) It is is Pokemon 2000. Man, Zach is climbing up the board. Good for you. Stop climbing? Yeah. As soon as I walked in, I looked at the cinema sign, and it's still double indemnity (laughs) from two weeks ago. I'm just going to keep several copies on different formats of double indemnity, like, around the house to screw you over. Um, Pokemon 2000 was a request online. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got corona. Um, moving on. All right. Three young children accidentally release a horde of nasty pint-sized demons from a hole in a suburban backyard. What follows is a classic battle between good and evil as the three kids struggle to overcome a nightmarish hell that is literally taking over the earth. What was it's wh- an 80s movie. Oh, okay, never mind. What are we allowed to ask first? I was going wait. to say the Spiderwick Chronicles. It's not that. Uh, no. No, wait. I think I know what it is. It's 1987. You probably have. It's oh, man. The, 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 the. It's, it's a ripoff of Gremlins. Yeah, there you go. It's that. Uh, uh, critters. I'll try and say the director's oh. name. Is it Critters? No. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tibor Takax. Oh. <laughs> that gave me nothing. I don't even know where they're from. Uh, top billed actor is Steven Dorf. Hmm. Is it German? No. Think of like when you open something. What? <laughs> the opening. They, <laughs> they the opened opening. something. The the tearing. The tearing. Nope. No the spacing. I know. I said the, I'm sorry. When you open the, the gaping. It looks, That's real close. What? It, looks, okay. it looks great. Like I, 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 I do want to see. It. I do want to see it's, okay, so this is on. This is part of holes. the ten. No, this is stretching. Part of the, like, Shia the underrated horror movies. Oh sweet. Okay, if one of us least. guesses it, can I get like an eighth of a point? Did anyone else guess? Zach it? already guessed. I guess holes. He said coals. Did you guess? The 1980s he version of holes. I oh. thought it was critters. Oh, the stretching. No. The, uh, you said the gaping? The gauging? The digging. No. The widening. 
No. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> the... Think of things that you can open. The cracking. No. Nope. <laughs> oh. The... F- the door. The... Fizzing. The doors, the movie. The doors. Think of something like outside that you can open. The screen. The The pit. The despair. Something outside that you can open. The garage door. The The 1980s garage door. The... The... Jeez, what can you open outside? I like of this game of catch. You can open up the a nut- bag of the nuts. <laughs> the nutty. Did you say the nuts? You can open nuts. You open up a bag um, of gardening soil. The gardening soil. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not the gaping, but it's close. <laughs> that would have been the like porn <laughs> ripoff. Right. That been the that would have been a porn version. The, the gaping. The gooping. The <laughs> nope, that would have been the sequel to the porn. The gupping. Nope. The garden. The pugging. Be. The pegging. The pe- <laughs> the grabbing. Yeah. The, 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 the okay, okay. <laughs> it's called the gate. Oh, <laughs> so we were all going for. <laughs> you remember you for an up adverb, the gate. and <laughs> you were going for more of a noun. You Don't you remember, <laughs> in, like 16th century. Medieval times when you'd open up a gate. There you go. Mm-hmm. The gate. Was the gate good? I'm gonna save <laughs> most of my thoughts until I decide if it's on the episode. Okay. Or not. So it's shit. I no. There see what the other, I'm interested with though. The underrated horror movies. It's hard because like a lot mm-hmm. of them have a lot of potential, but they don't always have the payoff. But mm-hmm. the idea behind it is still really, really good. Mm-hmm. So then I still kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I'm going to finish watching the rest of the movies that are on the list, and then I'm going to decide. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good 80s Gremlins robot. I have to say, I'm much more interested in watching The Gaping, to be quite honest. Well, that's not going to be a Gaping. (laughs) Zach. Zach. Socially awkward woman with a fondness for art, arts and crafts, horses, and supernatural crime shows find her increasing... Sorry, I can't read. Increasingly lucid dreams trickling into her waking life. Um, what? <clears throat> okay. Like, this sounds like some modern day white woman's fantasy movie about, like, say the plot again. Yeah. <laughs> a socially awkward woman with a fondness for arts and crafts, horses, and supernatural crime shows find finds her increasingly lucid dreams trickling into her waking life. It's not Horse Girl, is it? Is it? Okay, I had no idea. I can't believe you got that. I've seen it. I thought it was a miniseries. And I'm like, Uh, I wonder if if that's a movie. I bet you that's what Zach's saying right now. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I found it through Dak Shepard's podcast. (laughs) Interviewing Allison Brie, who was from Community, which I like. And uh, she's talking about she was promoting this movie and she was talking about like why she made it and I guess her grandma had uh, paranoid schizophrenia and that's what this is about pretty much mm. is her like being a young 20 something year old and like starting to develop that mm-hmm. and yeah it just gets insane that's good yeah hmm. I love that podcast by the way I'm sure, I'm sure next week. yeah I never listened to it uh, until 
I saw that Ashton Kutcher had an episode, so I was like, well, and I was interested enough to listen to the new one, and from there, I've already, I've been listening, that was like last week, and I've listened to four episodes now, so, for podcasts, that's pretty. Uh, Mark Duplass and his brother Mm -hmm. Jay Duplass are the producers for that movie. Yeah, they do. Nice. I thought you found an actual movie called The Gaping, and I was very excited. But oh, now I'm gonna look. Um, well, I think we should move on to uh, the actor slash movie and then movie slash actor. What's the you name of both of ours? Wait, what's the name of this game now? What was it called? Uh, uh, actor it movie has movie a actor name actor movie actor actor movie actor movie movie movie. Um, six degrees. Well, it, it's uh, actually, movie comma actor is what the it real title is. Try to get to the MCU as fast as possible. The real title is not <laughs> let Justin to get to the. <laughs> After listening to it, it was so funny. Yeah, trying to keep Justin from saying in any MCU movie. <laughs> I didn't realize I was like screaming at one point. But <laughs> was that dinner first? <laughs> no, it's Anchorman two. Man. <laughs> or just Anchorman. Uh, that was Steve Carell. That was Steve All right. Emma Stone. This okay. Is- okay, okay, we can do Emma Stone. Emma Stone. <laughs> this is easy. Wait, don't put them in the back. That's where we're drawing. So easy. This is so easy. Put them in the front. Am I still starting? Like, am I actually starting? I guess, starting? yeah. Okay. Emma Stone, best known for being in Aloha. Fuck. <laughs> Are you what kidding? The hell is yeah. That? Aloha. She was in. It was Russell. <laughs> Cameron Crowe's Aloha. She played a part Hawaiian woman. It was very much of the times. <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting. A single other no. person in this movie. You could start. Uh, okay. This is just as like Cra- third point. Crazy now. stupid love. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can do this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan Gosling. No, that was three movies I listed. <laughs> Some true. of that the audience didn't hear that. I. But yeah. I wouldn't have been able to. Ryan. That. Ryan Gosling. Okay. Ryan Gosling is also in the nice guys. <laughs> Are you kidding me? How can't you get... Have you seen I've The Nice Guys? The oh, nice okay. Guys. There are two okay, prominent actors. Ryan Gosling is also in Blade Runner 2049. You should have said La La Land, because then there would only be one of it. Who is in the first Blade Runner? I haven't seen okay. it yet. Holy <laughs> crap. What actor Star Wars, has, Jones, has reprised... Yeah, go for it. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> what else is Harrison Ford? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I feel like screwing you over, but I know. I'll, I'll think of it's one so that's easy. a little less difficult, what was that movie that but he still. <laughs> the Fugitive. I see. I haven't seen The Fugitive. I Come don't on. even know. Who there was, was one movie. prominent actor in that movie. Harrison Ford. Ford. No, there was another. He won the Oscar for the movie. Ah. Oscar for best supporting actor. It was the investigator following him. Later, he didn't see it. <laughs> later, he fought some aliens. We're Ray Liotta. Ah, um, <laughs> why are you Ray Liotta? Okay, wait, wait. Give me, give me a second. Okay. Yes. Uh. Uh. Something Pax. You thinking of Paxton? Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton? No. No. <laughs> okay. Did you think that? Because I said fighting aliens. Yeah. I said, well, he fought aliens later in '97. I feel like you're out. Oh, wait. Aliens <laughs> in 97? Oh! It's not Will Smith. Well, he didn't, yeah, he didn't really fight them. He more protected them, I guess. But he protected you, aliens well, in 97? Well, you both. You fought and protected. Okay. You're right. You're on the Cocoon. You, you said Will Smith. You're right on the boat. You're right on the money. 
But you gotta. Is this Independence guy. Day? No. Jeff Goldblum. For God's sake, I'm thinking of the <laughs> other one, the '97 one. The '97 Independence. Oh, wait! I thought of him first, and then it took no, him out of my didn't. mind. No, you said Will Smith and went on a tangent, even though his name. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the man of the house. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. God's sake! You can't even get this. Are you serious? Uh, no, you wanted to play this game. <laughs> like the most Texan Damn. man on the planet. I know his name. Uh, asshole. <laughs> just watched a movie. Reminds me of my grandpa. <laughs> it would. He he was in Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. He was in Ad Astra. He was the father. He's got like a. Is this, does he have like a middle initial in he his does. acronym? It's like L. Yeah, you're right. Samuel. Thomas. <laughs> You literally have the whole thing together. It's funny. <laughs> you can't think of his first name. I can't think of his name. I keep thinking like Thomas L. Hardy. It's not <laughs> something else. Something L. Like Cooper. Uh, Watch The Fugitive for starter. A great. Uh, that is probably one of Harrison Ford's best. I forgot his name. On top of a group of great movies, that is one of his best. That is an impressive movie. Was, Tommy Lee Jones. There you go. Nailed it first I was try. Thinking of saying Witness, but I, I, it would have taken you a while to yeah. say Viggo Mortensen. Who's in the background of that movie? Tommy Lee Jones. No, I think of him. Batman Forever. <laughs> there used to be a little time oh, no, 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 me. You became a light on the dark side of me. And I remain all alone on the high, not the beer. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes look right and the light in heaven and the world. Hey, baby, I can be the dream of something that's real and real. Uh, <laughs> All this banging on the table. Da, 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 na, 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 na. Who is the Riddler? Who's the first Yes, riddler? it was the oh, fourth oh, Dark Knight movie. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I said the first Riddler. What I mean is the only Somebody Riddler. Somebody stop me. Somebody stop me. I know who it is, oh, but you I do. can't think of his name. Really? Yeah. Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Yes Man, the Wire <laughs> Liar, <laughs> the Mask, Dumb and Dumber. Fun with Dick and Jane. He was the Dumber. Ah, I know. I've never seen that, but I oh, I know. Right. I know. Ace Ventura. I know. That's what I'm thinking of. When Nick is calling. <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> uh, the number 23 anyone? Um, <laughs> I genuinely like... <laughs> that was his last big movie before he disappeared. And that says a lot, I think. He did some cool oh, ones like The the Bad Batch. Yeah, you know. this, that was amazing. You said Jim Carrey? Yeah. There you go. Good work. Okay, cool. I feel like we shouldn't be giving hints to Chloe. <laughs> no, I had it in my head. It takes her that long. Say Jim Care. <laughs> Jim freaking Care. What else is he in? I don't know. Was he ever in two movies, I guess? Bruce Almighty. Morgan Freeman. That's okay. Morgan Freeman. Was in Evan Almighty. <laughs> yeah, Morgan Freeman was in Evan Almighty. Oh God, was it Steve Carell? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is good time. I thought said Shawshank, but you wouldn't have known anyone else in Shawshank. Andy Dufresne was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a lot. 
Uh, <laughs> a dog drinker. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? Yeah. That's pretty. Or a tall glass of water, something like that. The big short. I hear that chair breaking. It was breaking earlier. Just so be careful on it. Yeah. Um, You're in the hot seat now. Christian Bale. Christian Bale was in the Dark Knight. What was the theme song okay, from the Dark Knight? Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger was in the Dark Knight. <laughs> That's the theme song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, Heath Ledger. Uh, he was. Um, I'm trying to find a way. Um, he well, because I'm trying to think like, how are you gonna? Con- I know movies he was in, but um, are you trying to keep you from saying the MCU? I'm trying to get you wait, to stay in. Wait, let's try to get it to like a specific MCU. Movie. Okay. If you want to keep me to stay in, there's. <laughs> There might be like one movie I know other actors that are in it. Like, okay, uh, he was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. <sighs> Another. The main girl. Um, she's in Born all, all the Born movies, yes, right? Yes. Oh, that As if I knew her name, which I don't. Uh, wait. You can no. do this. Who else was in that? Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> another another prominent Dark Knight. Well, not the first Dark Knight, but Dark Knight Rises actor. Oh, Tom Hardy. No. Silent <laughs> C- Silent Murphy. He could be a Robin. <laughs> oh, really? He's in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Oh. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Where did they give away Zach? <laughs> I have not seen 10 Things I Hate About You. I did not know he was in that. He must have yeah, been in his like, real young days. Mm-hmm. He was also in a Power Rangers movie. Yeah. yeah. Don't say that. He was also in... Power Rangers Turbo. I, it's the only Power Rangers movie that I had. I think he was in uh, Halloween H2O. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Paul H2O. Rudd? It was, was either that Paul or Rudd Resurrect. Rudd? I think it was H2O. Paul Rudd was in the sixth one. The mm-hmm. last one before they did H2O. Right, and he took out Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I know. I'm trying to... <laughs> 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 Fat Albert? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt starred alongside Fat Albert. What movie did you give her a movie? 50-50. 50-50. Oh, okay. I have the movie up there if you want to go grab it. <laughs> Their names are not listed on the side. If you want to know. Is it under the F's? As I'm like staring, I'm, I'm like staring, and I'm like, actually, maybe I don't know it. <laughs> no, I own it. I have it. It's, it's I gotta watch it again. Um, Zach is gonna break my couch to go grab it. Um, is this like your smart way of like showing it to her? <laughs> like you can show the top of is his that head. Channing? No. See his clothing. What is he wearing? What does he look like with his hair? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that should he be enough. He looks like every white guy ever. Dude, this looks, looks like, like one Zach. very specific <laughs> white guy. Yeah, Zach was in 50-50. All right, should we... Uh, you can show the whole face. Okay, other movies he is in. Donnie Darko. I don't know his name. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You're out. You're out. It's over. I know. You should know. I know. Wait, do I go then? Yeah. Okay, Seth Rogen. That's what it is. I know it was Seth, but... My turn? Yeah. Pineapple Express. Okay. Pineapple Express? Are we officially in the realm of keeping Justin away from saying the MCU movies? Sure, go for it. Okay. We got games. Uh, I like how it transforms into that eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, whenever we introduce this next time, I'll introduce it as that. <laughs> a minigame within a game. Uh, you said Final Hope Express? Yes. Uh, Danny McBride. 
Danny McBride was in This Is The End. James Franco. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons was also in Whiplash. Never mind. <laughs> Should we do something else? J.K. Simmons was also in Spider-Man. Wait, no. Can you say it? MC movie? No, we can't because Justin can't. Right. If any of us has an MCU movie, we're all out. Right. But Justin's fighting against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I can't say a certain other Spider-Man movie <laughs> that's out of that franchise. Right. right. So instead, I will go with... Yeah, take your time. I will go with... Um, yeah. Batman versus Superman. Don of Justice. Uh, was, was he in that? He he's, uh, yeah, he's Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Are you sure he wasn't in oh, just like, Justice League? Oh, am I out? I don't know. Oot. I said the Are wrong movie. I, think you're right. I said it one confidently and not just like yeah. a... Can you say J.K. Simmons movie? I think I'm out, yo. Justice I'm out. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> Alright, some cues. Justice League also starred Ben Affleck. So he officially lost. Uh, I didn't get it wrong. You lost the mini game. What You're still mini in game? the game. What mini game? I'm still gonna get you the officially MCU. can't. You can't say an MCU movie. This is between the two of you. You're what? guessing actors. He's guessing movies. You watch. I heal the corner. <laughs> okay. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Say it. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Jason Lee. Jason Lee was in. <laughs> I can only think of you as Kevin Smith. Uh, close to. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, you could have said Marat, so he could have said Stan Lee. I know. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brian O'Halloran was in the Clerks. How that? Too. Clerks. Clerks. <laughs> okay. Kevin Smith is in the Clerks. Okay. I'm just gonna have to say Jane Silent Bob reboot. Okay. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is in Jane Silent Bob reboot. He's also in Star Trek. First one. Yeah. Okay. Chris Pine. Chris said Heart of the Sea. Chris Pine is in Wonder Woman. So is Gal Gadot. And Larry Fishburne <laughs> is in Batman v Superman. Lawrence Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne, well, you know. I'm taking his old 80s name. He's in The Matrix. Keanu Reeves. He's in Toy Story 4. And so is... Uh, so is um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump. Uh, so is Gary Sinise. Is that Lieutenant Dan? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Is he in anything else? Damn, he might have gotten me. Did I, though? <laughs> Did I um. get to the MCU? <laughs> no! Damn it. No, I'm sad. Well, that is the podcast for today. Uh, episode 66. We will see you mm-hmm. next time on episode 67 when we have Jai Courtney on the mm-hmm. show. Three left of the sex, sex, <laughs> of, sex episode. Sex episode. Sex, 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 sex movie. <laughs>
Well, I'm Justin signing off. I'm Hunter signing off. <laughs> I'm Zach signing in. I was going to say, someone should say signing in. Because, like, I'm signing up. <laughs> I'm Chloe. Peace out. And remember. Oh, always beware, beware of the, the cinema, cinema swamp. Thanks for listening to this episode. So what did you think of John Carpenter's The Thing? Did you agree with some of our assessments? And is there anything you'd like to add? Leave a comment on this episode. Like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.